It's five minutes with me. Hello, and welcome to Five Minutes with Marco. We are in uh, week two of our sub series I call Nuggets. These are completely disconnected mini thoughts. Think of them as three today, three episodes of 90 seconds with Marco. Here we go. Nugget number one. Uh, this is very random. I'm going to start with a poem about childhood that I just loved when I saw it. It stopped me in my tracks. I found it in, it's by somebody I don't know named Delmore Schwartz. It was quoted in a book I was reading called Exuberance. I'm a cherry alive, the little girl sang. Each morning I'm something new. I am apple. I am plum. I am just as excited as the boys who made the Halloween bang. I'm a tree. I am cat. I am blossom too. When I like, if I like, I can be someone new, someone very old, a witch in a zoo. I can be someone else whenever I think who, and I want to be everything sometimes too, but I don't, but don't, I don't tell the grownups because it is sad and I want them to laugh just like I do because they grew up and forgot what they knew. And they are sure I will forget someday, too. They are wrong. They are wrong. When I sang my song, I knew I knew I am red. I am gold. I am green. I am blue. I will always be me. I will always be you. Sorry. I got the last word wrong. I will always be me. I will always be new. Okay, youth workers, don't get so caught up in the frenzy of your fall programs that you forget to be childlike. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Nugget two, I have a genderalization I sometimes throw out, uh, particularly in parenting seminars. Teenage girls tend to make friends and find their place in the world through talking. Teenage boys tend to make friends and find their place in the world through doing stuff together. Sure, there are plenty of exceptions, and this doesn't mean that girls don't learn from doing stuff or the guys don't need verbalization. It's simply a basic tendency. It's why teenage girls can share an intimate moment of vulnerable uh, verbal vulnerability and instantly be BFFs. It's why a teenage guy can play a video game with another guy, pretty much not talk about anything or at least not anything intimate or vulnerable, and consider that the perfect foundation for a friendship. We youth workers know the importance of getting teenagers talking. I've been really challenged by my own thing in this uh, by uh, Amanda Dreary's book, Saying is Believing. And it caused me to say uh, such questionably strong statements as, for teenage faith development, verbalization of belief is a higher priority than the accuracy of the belief. But what about guys and doing stuff? Of course, we need to get guys verbalizing what they believe. Most of our youth ministries are working on this. And it's handy for girls that verbalizing also provides a context for relationship building. But for guys, make sure that you're doing stuff so they have a context for relationship building. Youth workers, amidst the critical value of creating space and an environment for verbalization, how can we embrace the importance of getting guys to do stuff and maybe verbalizing in the middle of that? Nugget three is one a bit devotional in nature. 
Let's talk about the best life. It's the age-old existential question that has haunted philosophers and college sophomores for a very long time. Some version of the question, why am I here? Jesus gives us some fodder for consideration in what has become my favorite Bible verse. In John 10, 10, second half of the verse, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Remember, when Jesus says they in this verse, he's talking about you. Contrary to what one might assume by observing Christians in America, Jesus did not say, I've come that you may get into heaven. I've come that you may leave this lousy place one day in the future. I've come that you may get serious about religion. Finally, I've come that you may experience your ship coming in or know who's in and who's out. Or he certainly didn't say, I've come that you may stop disgusting me so much. It's a pretty revolutionary promise, really. Jesus wants you to experience a full life. That's his verbatim explanation for his time on earth. Why are you here? To have a full life. So what's a full life then? I'm convinced from Scripture, observation of hopeful people, and my own experience that a full life burns most hot when I follow in the footsteps of Jesus and give my life away, bringing hope to the hopeless. And as my more self-focused longings are filled with the pigment of hope, they start to shift. Since hope and longing are dancing the tango, a shift in one shifts the other. My hope increases and my longings turn outward. My longing shift and then my hope needs a power boost. This is the full life. This is the life we were invented for. This is God's dream for you, a continual broadening of your longings and increase of hope put into action. The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.